Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our lowest prices of the season, the new Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $8.99. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Today in the Callahan Podcast, well, bad news for Dr. Fauci. People are going outside, people are getting vaccinated, and they're living their lives, and the uh, limelight not going to be there much longer. My man Bill Maher's leading the way. He had another great monologue, this time telling the truth about COVID panic porn and the dangers of obesity. We will hear from Bill, and we'll look back a year ago and just how crazy some of the rules, the lockdown rules were. Also today, it's the Chauvin trial, the closing statements, and the jury will be, begin deliberations inside the courthouse. Outside, Maxine Waters is calling for violence. I seem to recall when that uh, led to the impeachment of a president not so long ago. All that and a lot more on today's Callahan podcast brought to you by DCU. Do you love your car, but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your card today with DCU and they can help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy and their loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance. Insured by NCUA, membership required. All right, Colleen, let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. It is a marathon Monday in Boston with no marathon, which is a uh, mistake, which is uh, too bad because it's a good day for a marathon and it should be. I mean, a bunch of skinny people, young, skinny people outside in the breeze, in the sun. Absolutely no reason they shouldn't be running a marathon today. Uh, but uh, I don't know. What is it? Is it? Is it you sound like Bill Maher right now or is it Bill Maher sounded like you Bill, on Friday night? Well, I, I, you know. I don't want to brag, but I'm, you know, my man, Bill Maher, I think he's been taking notes. Let's be honest. He said every week he has a commentary now, which is, which is reiterating much of what I've said. Not just me. Lots of people have been saying it for a year, largely ignored, but uh, Bill Maher, he's got a whole different audience and it is so refreshing. And we can get to some of the Maher uh, from Friday night talking about the, the panic porn that has been peddled by much of the media and how the media is, as I've said for a year now, is rooting for the virus. I mean, when I first said it a year ago, I said, uh oh, this is gonna it's gonna get me in trouble or this is gonna piss off some people. And I said, you know, the media is outright rooting for the virus. I don't think there's any debate about that anymore. And Mar, to his credit, put it together in a seven minute monologue, which was just perfect. I mean the idea and and we also have the undercover video from Project Veritas where the CNN technical director admits, explains how they emphasized 
the death, the death toll with, um, with COVID because it sells. I mean, he literally says death sells. So I don't think there's any disputing that. That's not a real controversial uh, opinion anymore. Clearly, the media emphasized the bad news. They wanted us all scared because scared people watch. You know, you want, I mean, you, you admit it. You, 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 you were scared, as scared as anybody, even though you're young. No, and that is not. No, see, you don't listen to me. You were, you were scared. You no, were scared. I was not scared. I, I you were scared of your wife. No, no, no. I under. Yes, I was scared of my wife. I'm scared of my mom. I understood that other people are taking it to a whole nother extreme, and I'm a sissy where I abide. I, I, I like making other people feel feel good. Right. Yeah. That's it. Right. That's but, that's but it is amazing. Now we sit a year later. The virus is still there. I realize lots of people have been vaccinated, but according to a. Uh, uh, Dr. Fauci, the biggest anti-vaxxer in America. It doesn't matter. You you got to stay home. You got to distance. You got to wear your mask, double mask. I mean, I was ready to get the vaccine. It's pretty available in my neighborhood. But then I watched Fauci on 72 Sunday morning shows say, well, essentially, I'll sum up what he said is, what's the point? You know, what? Do you, nothing changes. So I was getting ready. I was all geared up to go get the vaccine and get back to my real life. And then I said, Hey, Fauci, he's the expert. He's the preeminent uh, virologist in this country. And he said, nothing's going to change. So I said, nah, why bother? Why bother? He's, I, I love the people who accuse Tucker Carlson of being anti-vaxxer. He's nothing of the sort. He just asks the same question that I've been asking for months. Same question everybody's been asking is, why, if the vaccine works, do you not go, are, are we not going back to our lives? Are they not promising us? that you can have your life back if you get vaccinated. It's the, it's the best incentive you can come up with. We know that. Uh, not only does Fauci not do it, he does it uh, over and over and over again, talks about variants and you might need another shot in the fall. And, you know, we're heading to, uh, what was the CDC's director's uh, um, line? I feel impending doom. Oh, yes. Impending doom. Yes. I mean, you, you've, you know, uh, you don't get out as much as you should, but you've been out, you've talked to people. That doesn't feel like impending doom right now. It feels like good news on the horizon. Spring is here. Summer's coming. It's warmer. It's people are outside. All these states that have opened up, Texas and and uh, Florida and Mississippi and all, they, they have all done very, very well. The numbers are, have plummeted. In the Texas. craziest, the craziest people I've interacted with on COVID this entire year are starting to plan their vacations. For right they're, they're, now, their 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 brain is all in on getting the hell away. People who were full of fear and 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 confused, uncertainty are are coming to the conclusion that we're reached the end, we're close to the end, and they can go on vacation and they can do things they couldn't normally do. I was out uh, yesterday for hours. We walked, my wife and I walked around Boston everywhere, downtown and the uh, public gardens and the common and Trump. Newberry Street, absolutely packed, absolutely. Uh, open up, everything open. I mean, people are eating outside because it is was a nice day, but you would, other than the masks, you would not know. We were still in the middle of a pandemic, and this is bad news for Dr. Fauci. I know some people get 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 annoyed when I and others uh, mock him, but I, I, what I say, three, four months ago, that the saddest day in his life is going to be the day that it's gone, that he's no longer uh, on every Sunday morning show. He is addicted to the limelight. He loves being famous. He loves to be on uh, first name basis with Jake Tapper and Dana Bash and, 
and uh, you know Anderson Cooper. And he would everybody. be he would be smart to slow it down now. Like now it's and not just because you're annoyed with them and other people are annoyed. Like now it's okay. You were a celebrity for so long. You can go on the speaking tour when you finally retire, even though it doesn't seem like <laughs> he's never going to retire. He's eighty. Yeah, I know. But if people are like turning on you now, like if you got Bill Maher doing rants on you right. now, and you get like people are starting to turn, so. Get off television. People are starting to turn, and some. Yeah. Well, Biden should order him. If Biden probably doesn't even know who he is, but he should order him. Say no more TV, no more Sunday morning making the rounds. It's not helping. I just watched a commercial. It was like a cartoon deal, in, uh, uh, encouraging people to get the vaccine. They're making an effort. We know that they've had, you know, athletes and celebrities saying, "Get out there, get the vaccine. Let's get the." And then you have him come out and say, you can get the vaccine if you want, but you don't get to take your mask off. You don't get to see your, your grandkids, you, you know, 4th of July, you know, we'll see about 4th of July. And people are already out living their lives and saying, what the hell is he talking about? They, they talk about cases, number of cases, which is irrelevant if it's all young people who are getting the sniffles for three days. I'm, I'm so done. I'm done with this. All right. We, I, I didn't want to start with this. I didn't want to do this again. It's just, uh, and, and, and I realized that some people get, uh, get mad at me when I'm like uh, blasting Fauci on Twitter. And I admitted to somebody yesterday, I said, I admit I overreact because I'm so sick of him because I'm so sick of every Sunday morning. They, they put him on all these shows and then he makes the rounds on social media and you, and you, and he says the same thing over and over again. And if you have been out, what you see belies what you hear from the 80-year-old bureaucrat, the highest paid person in the federal government. He says one thing, your eyes tell you something else. Your eyes tell you that the, the end is near, that we're getting through this, we're getting back to normal. This summer's not going to be like last summer. I mean, just looking at it now, I mean, even even places like in blue states, like like Massachusetts and New York, they get they get games where people get to go to the game and they sit near other people and they enjoy themselves, which again is not what Fauci wants to see. He wants everyone to still be in their basement, depending on him, uh, waiting for him to give them, you know, their his blessing that you can actually go visit, uh, you know, visit your children or grandchildren. I think even the people who were listening to him six, eight, 10, 12 months ago are tired of it. They're like, you say the same thing over and over. I mean, when, when you hear someone say, wash your hands and wear a mask, don't you feel like punching, punching them in the throat? I mean, you go, I've heard for a year, wear a mask, stay distant, wash your hands. You're like, shut up. We've heard that already. It's like telling a grown up to make sure you floss, you know, make sure you, you know, I mean, <laughs> We're not children. You told us. I remember us when we were, and this isn't a shot. I remember we were at the Legacy Club and they had like one of those, like in a sign in the bathroom, like wash your hands. And right. it was because of COVID. Like it was like COVID guidelines, wash your hands. Like no shit. Like I didn't need you. I didn't need COVID for you to tell me to wash my hands. I'm, take a I'm you know, I'm a born rebel. So I decided I'm not going to wash my hands anymore. I don't even wash them any, when I go to the bathroom. I, nope, nope, I'm not going to do it. So I don't wash my hands. Even when I shower, I don't wash my hands. Screw you. Anthony Fauci, but I was going to get to, we got to get to Minnesota. We got to get to all this. I mean, this is a big, big day, but let's do Bill Maher now. Let's do Bill Maher because it was so good. And I feel like I do this every Saturday morning. I don't have HBOs. I've explained. I got rid of it because I, I initially I blamed Bill Maher, but you know, he's part of it. I was sick of Bill Maher, sick of John Oliver. I was just, you know, I, I wasn't getting my money's worth. So I got rid of HBO and then they put out not just his, 
what do they call that? The, the final, mo the new rules monologue. They don't yeah. just oh, yeah. put that on YouTube, but you get to see much of the show. So if you're interested in the show, you can watch it on Saturday on YouTube. You don't have to have HBO every Saturday morning. By the time I'm up, there's like 10 other people saying, what a great rant. What a great monologue. And he has rarely, it has rarely let me down. Now, granted, there's the usual, I mean, he's a hard left liberal, but he's what we need in that he's, he's got common sense. He's got his eyes open. He's seeing what's going on in the world. I mean, he had a great rant a couple of weeks ago about the Academy Award nominated movies and how they're all so depressing and they all suck and nobody's watching them. It was really good. Um, yeah, but he's also, we were talking about it right at the gate, right? It, he's capitalizing on the moment. You can tell, you can feel the shift in public sentiment. Yes, he did. That's right. exactly so what it is. You, where were you six months ago? And I'll, I'll give him all the credit in the world, but... He's articulating the shift and what he did. And, and I mean, you said it, we've been talking about this for a year and so have a lot of other people, but he talked about the media, you know, uh, selling, uh, emphasizing the death and the, and the misery to, for ratings. But then he got to the, um, uh, and, and the obesity part of this, which I've been saying uh, for a year, the insanity. And I, I do believe history will judge people like these blue state governors, these hard left liberals like Charlie Baker and Cuomo and Whitmer, history will judge them harshly. Hell, history's already judging Cuomo. Killer Cuomo is just the biggest scumbag in the world. But when when one of the first things they did was shut down gyms, they shut, I mean, think of what happened in the last year. They shut down gyms. They shut down playgrounds right near me. They locked up this playground that has tennis courts, basketball courts, and some other things, they put these chain, chains on them and locked them up. They took down rims at basketball courts, took down the rims so people couldn't go out and play two-on-two -two basketball or just shoot around. They, they filled in skate parks. I don't know if you remember that. They, um, they filled it with sand in California. They filled skate parks with sand. Wouldn't want kids out there skating and getting you know, fresh air and exercise. Um, in near me, there's a big um, skate park, really big. They put a fence around it, and it was only, I don't know, four feet high. So the kids, the skaters, just jumped over the fence and kept skating. They came back, I don't know, a week later, a taller fence. So they had two fences. One was four feet. One was like six feet. No razor wire. They saved that for, uh, you know, for, for uh, Minnesota. That's Minnesota. The, the courtroom right now is surrounded by razor wire, making the jury feel good. We'll get to that. But the... So, and then the kids, I don't know, they either jumped the fence or they broke the fence, but they get through and it was still filled with skaters to the, to the credit of, of Boston. They didn't fill it with sand, but I'd say two, three weeks later, they just took all the fencing down said, we give up, go ahead, have fun, skate. And I'm going, so some bureaucrat in the, probably the mayor's office said, we'll surround the gate, gate uh, the skate park with the small fence, then a bigger fence. And, and then, and then finally said, What's the point? They're kids. They're skateboarding, rollerblading. What are we doing? It is, I, you, we forget how much these bureaucrats, these authoritarian, these little tyrants lost their minds and just got caught up, just got so uh, obsessed with their control and said, we're going to stop you from doing everything. So you couldn't go to the park. You couldn't go play in the playground if, with your, if you're a kid. And we knew early on, we knew a year ago, this is April, we knew a year ago that kids were not really susceptible. They didn't generally get the virus. They didn't give the virus. They didn't get sick. They didn't go to the hospital. I, I said a year ago, the dumbest thing was 
shutting down co colleges and sending everyone home, go home. They should have done the opposite. They should have said, everybody stay here, go to school. Their kids, even 19, 20 year old kids were not getting the virus. And if they did, they didn't get hospitalized. And if they did hospitalized, they didn't die. We did the numbers one day. Um, I seem to recall it was 48,000 uh, college kids got the virus when they opened up. Two went to the hospital. Two out of 48,000. Zero died. Two went to the hospital out of 48,000. That day should have been the last day anybody talked about closing down schools. I mean, we, I realized that the uh, you know the elementary school and high school is controlled by the 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 vile teachers unions who don't care about kids. But I'm talking colleges. They never should have closed. We know these things. We'll look back, you know, 20, 30 years and say they put they put fences around skate parks. They took down rims. They shut down gyms. I mean, I did a whole podcast in the fall about. Uh, early fall about my friends who owned a gym complied to every stupid new rule that Charlie Baker came up with. It wasn't enough. They just kept shutting them down. And you're sitting there going, wait a second, look at the numbers here. And and people have been referring to this latest uh, statistic that came out that, that 78% of the people hospitalized with COVID are obese. No surprise. We knew that a year ago. We knew that fat killed. If you were if you got the virus, you know, and you weren't 80, if you were 50 or 60 and you were severely overweight, you were in trouble. We knew that. So the solution was shut down playgrounds, shut down gyms, shut down sports. Like you couldn't go out and play whatever tennis, but don't touch McDonald's. McDonald's didn't miss a day. You know, so you could still get your uh, Big Mac, large fries, your shake, but you couldn't go to the gym. That's the solution. These bureaucrats came up with in this time of COVID, and 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 uh, someday we're going to say they killed people. These lockdowns killed people. I have a friend who works at a hospital in in Boston. Uh, she shall remain unnamed, but they said they're overwhelmed, not with COVID patients, with mental health issues. They have there's there's kids that are. Um, checking in or being admitted with severe depression, with mental health issues, and they don't have enough beds for them. They have plenty of beds for COVID patients because there are many of them, but they don't know what to do with, uh, she said, they're like using emergency rooms. They're using the you know hallways to put some of these kids who are uh, being admitted with mental health issues because of lockdowns. But uh, again, said it a thousand times, governors I can't, don't I can't tell you the amount of, the amount of like, uh, older parents who have high school kids that are saying their kids who used to do their work like it was nothing. Now they're just completely like right. off the rails type stuff, like grades completely off the deep end, may get kicked off teams. Like all it, it's, it's mad. It's awful. And we don't hear that much about it again, you know, it, cause the media by and large supports these tyrants supports these lockdowns. They don't care about high school kids who are you know, cutting themselves. We're concerned with, uh, you know, uh, the COVID numbers and the cases, and they just don't care about the uh, collateral damage. And someday, someday they will. But uh, let's listen to uh, my man, Bill Maher, talk about the uh, that dirty little secret that being severely overweight, being obese could kill you. I last mentioned it. A stunning statistic was reported. 78% of those hospitalized, ventilated, or dead from COVID have been overweight. It is the key piece of the puzzle 
by far the most pertinent factor, but you dare not speak its name. Imagine how many lives could have been saved if there had been some national campaign a la Michelle Obama's Let's Move program with the urgency of the pandemic behind it. If the... If the media and the doctors had made a point to keep saying, but there's something you can do, but we'll never know because they never did. Because the last thing you want to do is say something insensitive. We would literally rather die. Instead. Now, that, that's just so common sense, so clear. But here's the amazing thing. You're sitting there. He's a liberal. We know that. He's a very liberal guy. You would never hear that on CNN or MSNBC. And if you did, they'd probably shout the guy down or say, you know, you're gone. We're never going to have that guy back. But it's, again, key piece to the puzzle. And it's not new. I mean, he's talking about this is a new statistic, but we knew a year ago that obesity kills you. Every time you'd see a picture uh, of somebody losing their life to COVID, if they were under 70, invariably they were you know big and they were <laughs> obese and we can't say them it is amazing how people were reluctant to say it say get you know get to the gym <laughs> get you know, stop calling dominoes don't go to mcdonald's eat your life depends on it it's a, it's amazing how we didn't we, the, the media in general, we were, we're not honest with people, even though, as Bill Maher points out, it could have saved lives. It clearly did. It cost lives that uh, people uh, didn't care and did, you know, didn't do, stayed home, locked themselves away, didn't even, you know, want to take a walk because, you know, going outside might, uh, they might, that scary, that boogeyman, that virus was waiting out there for them. And it is, it is madness that we weren't saying what Maher said a year ago and every day since that being severely overweight could kill you. Hell, it still could. I, I want to give Mark. I want to give Mark credit, but he doesn't like. He doesn't get in the mud. Like every time you tweet something, no. like you you're you get ratioed and you're in the mud on Twitter. Like all these people on television, they just pick and choose when they want to say the cool shit. Or the be, it, it, I think you're right, but the reason it resonates is because it's such common sense, and as he points out. The media is reluctant to do that. So, I mean, you hear, obviously, from you know someone like Tucker Carlson or one of Greg Gutfeld, you might hear something like that, but you so rarely hear it. The, the media people are fawning over Fauci every Sunday morning. They don't say that. They don't say, you know, get the hell, you know, put uh, push the, the, the pizza away, get to the gym, take a walk, get outside. I mean, it, it, when you look back at what they told us to do a year ago, I mean, you had no problem doing it, staying inside where you are most likely to, to get the virus. Don't go outside. And if you go outside, you know, uh, you can't go after 10 p.m. I mean, I can't believe we had a curfew in, in the city of Boston and a number of other places. We had a curfew because of a virus. What the freak? What, what, what were we thinking? What were they thinking? They've been wrong. Our leaders, our, the people who govern us have been wrong about everything. And eventually, we're all going to come to this agreement and say, we, we, we're not listening to them anymore. I mean, I know the third wave or the fourth wave is coming this summer, and we're waiting for Joe Biden to give us permission to celebrate Fourth of July with family and friends. It, it, it Eventually, and I realize we're polarized, that half the people are on this side and half the people are, are with Biden, half are against them. But eventually, everyone's going to say, 
enough. Shut up, Joe Biden. Shut up, Anthony Fauci. I, I'm, I'm going to a cookout. I'm going to, you know, play tennis. Uh, uh, like that coach said, the coach from uh, Coach Keys from New Hampshire, the guy who got fired because he wouldn't make his runners wear masks. He said, think about tennis, tennis, high school tennis, kids who aren't vulnerable anyway. Forget it. It's all uh, it's all theater, the masks. So you're making singles tennis players who aren't within 40 feet of another person wear a mask and nobody stops and says what sense does this make what sense does it make to make a child wear a mask while playing tennis they don't ask they just say you know do it joe biden told me it saves lives they told me it's patriotic where but just stop and ask why are you putting a mask on to play singles tennis first of all why are you wearing a mask if you're a child when you know the, the virus isn't a problem for you secondly what if no one's near you? I've, I got a new rule, Colin, as I watch TV news. My new rule is if the reporter is wearing a mask, I change the channel. I'm, I'm not going to be parked, party to this theater, especially, I mean, they're outside. I was watching last night and there were all these reports about Boston and and uh, the marathon or his what would have been going. And they're all wearing the mask and there's just a cameraman. There's not like people in there. And I'm going, what, what, what are you doing here? Take that off and, and do your report and put it back on. Two minutes to so you can enunciate and I can understand you, and then you can put it back on and pretend you're virtuous. Why? Why are we all participating in this ridiculous theater? But hey, whatever. It's it's coming to a close, and even flip flop Fauci's not going to be able to stop people from enjoying their summer. As you point out, people are traveling. They're hitting the road. They're flying. They're making plans. They're going to vacation spots. They didn't do that last year. The virus is still here, even though lots of people are vaccinated, but people are changing the way they look at it, changing the way they live their lives, which is a great thing. Well, before you before you wrap it up, I you did. You said this on Twitter, too. The fact that Bill Maher gave DeSantis of all people. Right. That was amazing. That was, that was wild. He, that was he gave in the same breath. He gave DeSantis credit and ripped Cuomo, which yep. is some again. He used to be the voice of hard left liberals in America. You would never, ever hear that, certainly from CNN, you know, the, the Cuomo network. Oh, but you wouldn't hear from MSNBC or NBC or CBS. Those people, must, oh, Washington Post, New York Times, must be sitting there going, holy crap, Bill, we've lost Bill Maher. We've yep. lost Bill Maher. He's doing a, he's got a live audience. He's got guests. He's not wearing a mask. He's praising, <laughs> praising Ron DeSantis, the biggest threat there is to Kamala Harris in 2024. And a guy who is just riding high because things have worked out great in Florida and uh, not so great in New York and New Jersey and Massachusetts and Michigan. Um, but that was that was a one of those moments they call, you know, the sister soldier moments where uh, you kind of uh, sense that the tide is turning. And when Bill Maher is praising Ron DeSantis and ripping Killer Cuomo, you know that the things are things are changing, and they and if you go outside, if you go outside today, tomorrow, in one of these blue lockdown states, you're gonna feel the change. You're gonna feel the momentum changing. You're gonna say, "Holy crap! They're they're people are going to games. They're going to bars. They're going to restaurants. They're 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 visiting friends who they haven't seen in a year." I do feel when I hear and see stories about grandparents seeing their grandkids for the first time in a year i'm embarrassed for them you you haven't seen your grandkids in a year i mean even with a mask even outside you haven't seen yeah, your grandkids what the hell is wrong mom, with you 
He doesn't mean that, Mom. It's, he's not talking about what you. What the hell is wrong with people? You don't. I mean, you don't think it's worth the risk to go see your grandkids if you take some precautions, some reasonable precautions. You don't think it was worth the risk. I, I mean, I think back to my parents would have done, and if they told them, my parents, you're going to die, but you get to see your grandkids. I'm, my mother would have said, I'll take my chances. I'm going to see my grandkids. Well, no, she was protected. They're protecting their grandkids. You don't understand that by protecting not from what your kids are. What are, what are your kids? Three and five. <laughs> no, well, my kids were fine. I, she watches my kids, but all the other grandkids, she was protected, though. That's the thought process. That's what Fauci put <clears throat> in her head. All right? Fauci won. Right. I'm, I'm going to do the quick, quick update. You know, just here we are. We'll do it every, uh, you know, this is one of a mile. This is Patriots Day. This is uh, Chauvin Day in America. Big day, big day. Death rate, number one, New Jersey. Number two, New York. Number three, Massachusetts. Number four, Rhode Island. All hot, very blue very locked down states. That's your top four uh, states in death rate, which is, again, once again, all that matters. Number 28 on the list, Florida. 28 in death rate. Florida, which has never locked down, essentially. Restaurants have been open, bars, gyms, you know, they've lived their lives. Number 23 is Texas. Those are the examples that we should all be looking at and people should be saying. I, mean, I, I do wonder, like, it's been a year. At what point do they say lockdowns don't work? Two years? Three years? At what point do people like Charlie Baker, Gretchen Whitmer, these tyrants, what point, what point do they say, okay, uh, DeSantis was right, Abbott was right, we were wrong, we're, our bad, our bad. My answer to that, my guess to that is never, ever, ever. But uh, check out the whole Bill Maher uh, monologue on uh, on COVID panic, panic well, three, three born, billion by the media. Did. Three million to your point, uh, you know, people, you don't need HBO anymore because people went to YouTube, which they can do with our show as well, CallianPodcast.com. We are live streaming on YouTube every day now. So Excellent. You this, is, yes. this is your job. I know you have a lot on your plate, but you're yeah. going uh, to help promote and uh, remind me to promote that we are live on YouTube. Yes. And welcome um, back to all of our Facebook live video uh, viewers as well. They like to talk uh, a lot of shit, usually directed at me and my phenomenal hair. Welcome to all of you. We are back on Facebook as well. This I don't really, I mean, I'm busy doing a show, but I, uh, am I supposed to read these? Look at all these comments. Are you going to oh, read I them? Yeah, I'll read them for you. I mean, I can put them on the um, screen now. It's a it's a big whole technical. My uh, my yeah. man my my man Matt Walsh does a segment in his podcast where he reads YouTube comments. We could do that. Well, a lot of that. these are all good ones too. Oh, you're awesome! Hey, look at Cully's frosted tips. <laughs> yeah, see, frosted it's tips. just people like to. Yeah, a lot of people like to give me shit on this thing. So I'm not a huge fan of the live streaming personally. Um, why? Why? Because I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I like shit talk. That's I like the I like the the fun mud. The fun mud is is for me. So the what? Like fun mud, like stupid mud. You like like going fun to war. Mud. I like going to war over. I school. just you know, it's an outlet. It's an outlet to uh, express uh, and you know fight with people. And like I said, I admitted I just hate Fauci and I can't stand seeing him on TV. And like I said, someone made the best point of all. At what point do you say you're not helping? You know, you're you're an eighty year old doctor, bureaucrat. Why are you getting up Sunday morning and doing all these shows? Why? What if you're if your goal is to get people vaccinated, you're not helping. He doesn't help. So why is he doing it? It's just his ego. The guy is the biggest. I mean, he thinks he's friggin' Ryan Seacrest. He thinks that he belongs on TV every day and the public is pining for another appearance. Uh, but, uh, but no, that's right. Guy, um, guy makes a good point. Like we, we, they're still, you're still not allowed to have, have uh, funerals and wakes and weddings in, in Massachusetts. I talked about the uh, rule for weddings still, 
where you have circles on the dance floor and you got to stay within the circle. I mean, there's still these insane rules in the places that have the worst results. That's not the case in Florida. That's not the case in, in Texas. That <laughs> They're not putting circles on the dance floor at their weddings, and they're doing much, much better than we are. But you know what? I feel like uh, we'll do this again, <clears throat> do this rant again. Bill Maher will probably do this rant again. It's not going to change. They do not, and, and we've said this early on, they will never cede power. They just don't want to do it. They don't want to give up the power and let people go back to their – to their lives, um, and and it doesn't phase them that half the restaurants are gone in uh, in blue states. Like I said, I walk around Boston all over the place all the time, and it is sad to see some of these great old restaurants just gone, gone forever, never to return. Them put little notes on the door, say thank you for years. Uh, a legal seafood. Uh, right near me is gone. I didn't think your, uh, your movie theater you used to point that out the movie way. Theater, right? Yeah. Great movie theater. By the way, Arclight, it's got a, it's a chain, but it's a real, a great movie chain. I shouldn't say it, it was a great movie chain. It uh, real high, you know, nice seats and nice everything and a big bar and you can take the drinks. You go to the bar, you get a big draft beer. You can take it to your seat. It's the greatest movie theater ever. It's gone. Charlie Baker and other blue state governors put it under they I, I i from the early on i said isn't a movie theater one of the easiest places to dip they could put the yellow crime tape on half the seats and say you can sit there but you can't sit there and have the theaters be half filled and usually on weeknights and matinees they're half filled anyway so it wouldn't be tough except for you know friday and saturday nights to really uh, make people keep their distance. You could have easily socially distanced and kept the theater open, but they didn't. They were into the whole panic porn, so they got everyone, and they shut down this great movie theater, Arclight, and apparently it's not ever to return. It's very sad. This stuff is sad. It's just sad. With we, the checked in. We, we, we talked about movie theaters. They were like absolutely the hardest hit because they don't own the real estate most of the time. They're all right. they're all renters. So they got by the that. way, there's not a lot of movies. You know, the, there's not a lot of movies. The they ones just delayed, they just delayed the second Top Gun again for Christ's sake. Oh, not that. No, yeah. we're talking tragedy. God. I mean, forget death toll. Yeah. They delayed the Top Gun. Is Top Gun the movie that? No, that was a Mission Impossible, where uh, Tom Cruise was yelling at everybody to because they were breaking the rules and he flipped out because they didn't whatever wear their masks on set. Oh yeah, uh, oh that's right. And, no, I- and and we defended him because he was trying to get the movie made and the and you know you know all the tyrants were th- and this was in Europe threatening to shut everything down if they didn't follow the rules if they were seen without masks or not or distant. They were going to shut the whole production down, costing many, many millions. So we defended him for throwing that tantrum. He was just trying to get the job done. Did you know that Shea Concrete is the largest manufacturer of recon retaining wall systems in North America? Well, you do now. In fact, in 2020, Shea set a new company record when they manufactured 178,000 square feet of retaining wall. This is a testament to Shea's legendary teamwork from engineering to manufacturing to dispatch and delivery. As the guys at Shea like to say, teamwork makes the teamwork. They do. I've been around them when they say that. Shea Concrete's high-performing precast concrete retaining walls stand up to New England's active climate and come in a wide variety of shapes, designs, and textures to meet your retaining wall needs. So whether you need a residential, a commercial, or an industrial application, Shea has a dedicated team that will assist you with conceptual design, site walks, and installation. Let Shea show you the way. Call Shea Concrete at 800-696-SHEA. That's 800-696-SHEA. 
or just log on to SheaConcrete.com. What's better than courtside seats? Free sports on Pluto TV. Hey, sports fans, get all your sports free on Pluto TV. Pluto TV is your home for sports. Watch 24-7 channels of MLB, MLS, MMA, sports news and analysis, plus documentaries, TV shows, and movies, all for free. No signups, no fees, no contracts, ever. Download the free Pluto TV app on any device. Let's go. Let's go. We got to get to the big news. I mean, today should have been a marathon in Boston. It is going to be a, a scene in Minneapolis today. Let's put it that way. There will be closing statements. They can go as long as they want, the prosecution and the defense. And then it goes to the jury, which is half white. This is every time you mention the jury, you got to mention how how uh, what the races are half white and half black or mixed race so half so i'm not sure we can blame the racial makeup of the jury if uh chauvin doesn't get convicted now people are talking about a potential acquittal that's not going to happen in my estimation i've followed it pretty closely there are two possible <clears throat> two possibilities he gets convicted i would never dismiss that because Jurors are human and they are afraid and they've been threatened and we'll get to Maxine Waters. They've been doxxed. They know what's happening outside. They were not sequestered. They're in a courtroom, a courthouse, and they it's surrounded by fence and concrete barriers and razor wire and protesters and Al Sharpton and Maxine Waters. The jurors know what's at stake. And I it'll be a shame if they base their vote, their decision on the mob. If the mob makes uh, uh, makes them convict on all counts just to avoid violence or to min- it's going to be violence no matter what but to minimize it that would be a shame that would be a crime and and it'll be on the head of the the judge and anybody else who said we shouldn't move it and we shouldn't sequester the jury it's insane and those i assume are uh, uh, are potential uh, appeal points because have you ever seen a trial where it belongs somewhere else more than this trial? I mean, they're little, it's like that uh, time to kill in, uh, in uh, the John Grisham book and movie, which was a damn good movie with uh, Samuel L. Jackson and a bunch of other people, Chris Cooper. Um, the, the mob is waiting and they're demanding, well, literally they're demanding they're making, a verdict. Yeah. And they're making all the adjustments there in Minneapolis. Like they know what's coming. <laughs> so it's like, it's, like it's, if you're sending kids to remote learning, like you're, you're, you're that's kidding. a good point. There can be, what is yeah. it later this week? Or is it not today? I think, right? I think it starts Wednesday. Cause that's like starts Wednesday. Wednesday. Kids yeah. who haven't been in school much in the past year, again, are going to be kept at home because of potential violence. We know they canceled a, uh, a, a uh, Red Sox and twins game last week for potential violence because of the, the, not uh, day right shooting, but this, this is different. If you fall to trial, there's no way that he should be convicted or will be, I don't think, convicted on all counts. One of the counts, I was just going over the uh, the charges again, and one of them just seems ridiculous. That uh, is a third degree murder. Yeah, that that uh, he would be convicted of that. Like, uh, um, if you look at the definition, the explanation of the three counts, the third degree murder, they initially dropped it and said, "No, nah, we can't make this case." It was they were ordered by a judge. Yeah, uh, an appeal, uh, on appeal, uh, they were ordered to reinstate the third-degree murder, which the state initially, the prosecution said, we can't do this, this doesn't apply, but they made them do it anyway. 
A third degree murder requires prosecutors to prove that someone caused the death of another, quote, by perpetrating an act imminently dangerous to others and evincing a depraved mind without regard for human life. Um, <laughs> you had to prove that Chauvin, and I realize that this is fine with whatever, uh, Maxine Waters and uh, whoever else, uh, and, and Al Sharpton, but you got to prove he had a depraved mind. I'm not sure how you do that. I think there's going to, there's going to, you're not going to get a, a unanimous verdict on that. So there you go. There's three counts. One of them is either a hung jury or acquittal right there. That's all it takes. That's all it's going to take. There is a sitting congressperson outside two nights ago, outside of the courthouse in, Cal in uh, Minnesota. She's from California. She doesn't live in her district. She lives in a $6 million mansion nearby. But Maxine Waters, one, the, the probably the craziest member of, uh, of Congress, uh, was there demanding a guilty verdict and saying that they we need confrontations, <laughs> essentially calling for violence. Now, I seem to recall... Not that long ago, a president of the United States was impeached because he allegedly called for violence. Uh, of course, he did no such thing. He said, go peacefully and patriotically protest the, uh, down at the Capitol. They didn't listen. They got a little violent, but uh, and that led to the impeachment. And by the way, the banning of the president from all social media platforms. As far as I could see... Other than Marjorie Taylor Greene, no one is really calling for drastic action against Maxine Waters. They just dismiss her as A, a crazy liberal, and B, you know, just, uh, yeah, a nut, you know, a liberal and a nut. And they say, ah, that's her. That's Mad Max going off. But listen to, uh, do we have uh, Maxine Waters ready to go? This is yep. her outside in the city, which in which business owners and taxpayers and good citizens are praying for a minimum prank for, you know, they know there'll be some violence, some looting, you know, comes with the, with the territory, but they are praying it doesn't get out of control like it did back in the summer. And in comes a sitting U.S. congressman to stoke the flames. It's incredible. We're looking for a guilty verdict. We're looking for a guilty verdict, and we're looking to see if all of the talk that took place and has been taking place after they saw what happened to George Floyd, if nothing does not happen, then we know uh, that we've got to not only stay in the street, but we've got to fight for justice. Well, we've we got to stay on the street, uh, and we've got to get more active, we've got to get more confrontational, we've got to make sure that they they know that we need business. More? we got to get more confrontational. They burned a Dollar Tree down and, and looted a, a bunch of Target, a Walmart, a, a GameStop, a Foot Locker last week. That wasn't confrontational enough for Mad Max. She wants more violence it's insane that, that, that and i've said this last week and um, you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna predict that you know bill maher is gonna steal steal this from me again because uh, he's he's on a roll but i said this last week i'll say it again is just the mere act of not condemning violence not condemning looting arson from leaders and i mentioned my crazy congresswoman ayanna presley at aoc and you know you name it nancy pelosi maxine waters they should be called out for not condemning all violence i mean that should be kind of your job if you're a congressperson or a or a mayor a governor whatever your job should be 
to temper the 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 the, uh, the violence. The, you know, the, just just calm things down. You should be saying this is not how we resolve differences in this country. You know, peaceful protest is fine and protected and all that, but. We should not be saying get more confrontational. Let's do more damage. Or in the case of Ayanna Presley, saying we need more unrest. We need more. I just can't imagine being in that town. And we should check in with our Minneapolis correspondent. We've got a guy there who's. I think he's in the comments. Let me know if you're the one. Is he? Yeah, Will, was it William in Minneapolis? Either way, we'll we'll track him down. But, but he, he took pictures of them boarding up all the buildings. I mean, imagine having a small business, having whatever, a, a Scotch tape store, and you have to board up your windows and your building. You're just trying to make a living. You've been shut down for a year, and these people, including Congress people, are saying, "Let's you know, let's burn the bitch down." To quote Michael Brown's dad, "Let's burn the bitch down." You you you're living through this nightmare that never ends, and you're hoping. I mean, they convict Chauvin just because it'll limit the damage. But I got news for you. It ain't going to happen. Not on all counts. They're never. I mean, if they convicted him today in 10 minutes, deliberated for 10 minutes, guilty on all counts. Do we really think everyone will just say, well, we got what we wanted. We're going home now. They'll find another reason. They'll go back to whatever the Dante Wright shooting. They'll go back to whatever the Georgia voting laws. They'll come up with something because everybody wants at this point to be part of it, the action. And there's no price to pay unless you're of a red hat and you're outside the capitol taking selfies you're not going to jail and if you do go to jail kamala harris will be there to bail you out it's it is amazing double standard but we'll see what happens again they're going to do it uh this morning two sides i am i i i do think chauvin should have um testified um, I don't think, um, and maybe, uh, you know, his lawyer just insisted he not testify, but if he testified, the, the defense is two things. One, the drugs that George Floyd took, took a lot of drugs, took three times the legal, do uh, the lethal dose was in his system. And two, there's a photo, a we an angle that not many people have seen for obvious reasons where the knee is on the shoulder. Just show them that picture and then tell them the level of fentanyl and, and methamphetamines in Floyd's system, period. Don't drag it out. Just go to those two things and you'll get a hung jury on at least one or two counts. And unfortunately for the good people of Minneapolis, that's not good enough for Maxine Waters and Al Sharpton and all the uh, people, the guy out there with the can of soup who was winking at the camera on CNN, uh, smiling, saying that he's uh, got a can of soup uh, ostensibly for throwing at uh, at Minneapolis cops. It's insane. It's sad. It's sick, but, uh, it's coming. It's coming. And, uh, I, I noted over the weekend, I don't know if you saw this, uh, Colin, but a seven-year-old child, a seven-year-old girl was at the drive-thru window of McDonald's got oh, shot, yeah. randomly killed. And I've been waiting for Ayanna Presley and AOC and Rashida Tlaib and who knows the, to tweet, you know, about how she was executed and how they're you know hunting young black children in the streets and not a word, not a word. I guess they checked what color is the guy who shot the bull. What color is the guy who pulled the trigger? Ooh, he's not white. Oh, we'll move on to that. That poor girl. She will not be. Rem we won't know her name. Like not they right. She. I'm, I guarantee you, the seven year old girl hadn't committed any you know armed robberies but we will not know her name we will not remember her. they will not have a gold casket they will not you know Sharpton will not do the uh, eulogy uh probably 
won't even it probably won't even be in the news after today because the poor girl i mean she's dead which is you know the real the the worst part obviously but there will be no one uh, mourning her in the national scene because it wasn't a white cop who killed her but uh we'll we'll uh we'll, we'll follow that story if we can it won't be easy to uh to get any information on it but we'll do our best uh, and a couple other things here Colin Ain on our uh Soft launch on YouTube. This is our soft launch. Go and love soft launch. I'm a big soft launch, launch guy. Big soft launch. Uh, guy. Are you uh, are you working out the kinks? Uh, yeah, there's no real kinks. No, well, you're well, you're the biggest kink. It's not not the it's not the listener's fault or anything like that. You don't like change, so you're you're the problem. I I described well, you. What more. am I doing? That's difficult. Tell I me. I told you I'm exactly doing. on Thursday what we were gonna do when we go live. But I told you I didn't understand it. Yeah, it's true. I admitted. Yeah. So tomorrow we're gonna have like a five minute countdown. You're not gonna like that. It's gonna be very awkward. It's gonna be awkward. How whatever it takes. Whatever yeah. it takes. Whatever people takes. demand. People demand. You Bill Maher of all people's banging out three million YouTube views. So obviously, give us a week and we'll be doing. He'll that'll be That's one. What we got? That we do. Yeah. On the whole on the whole monologue was three whole, million views. No, no. Well, that was one point two, and then the other wow. segments adding up to three million. So yes, to your Why point. Yeah. Why does HBO allow that? I saw someone writing about this uh, in a media column and how that's the wave of the future, but those people watching it are not HBO subscribers, correct? correct. I mean, correct. like me, I'm saying, why do I have to subscribe? I mean, I hate John Oliver. I will never watch anything. I don't care what he, I mean, because he's the opposite of Mar. He doesn't have a bold idea or doesn't ever express a, a, a you know, a brave thought. It's all just boilerplate orthodoxy from the left and i don't care about john oliver but and i generally didn't care about mar but now i am and i'm like where is it boom saturday morning there it is i get to watch it why am i subscribing to hbo if uh, i don't no, have to? that's a good question we don't unfortunately we don't have a a, uh, a president of our media marketing department who can give us yeah. these answers because i don't get it. but they're obviously making a lot of money on youtube to, to pull it off so they're i mean the volume of Three million views, <laughs> three million views for that show. How many people watch that show on HBO on, on its best month? How many people do you think watch? I, think, I don't know. That's a good question. You never know, right? No way you like, like no a way. good night for Tucker. Good night is over three million. Tucker, I, I follow the cable ratings, and generally, Tucker wins with three, and then Hannity's like two seven, and then Rachel Maddow sometimes wins. She had a good run, like all the MSNBC and CNN shows had when the evil orange man was ousted back in January. They had huge numbers. And if you've seen the numbers, I should uh, uh, read this story. Uh, they have lost more than half their audience. CNN's lost more than half their audience since January for obvious reasons. All they did was Trump and Trump's gone and he's not even tweeting and they don't know what to do. They've turned their focus to Tucker Carlson, which is kind of strange to turn their focus to another host on another network, but he's become the new boogeyman to, to all the, you know, the left, but their numbers are uh, way down and you never see any CNN show competing. It's always Tucker, Maddow, Hannity, the five, uh, and you know, over 2 million, two and a half, three million on a good day, three and a half. What would Bill Maher be? It's only once a week. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, on an expensive cable channel, like it's an upsell, it's $10 a month, right? Isn't that what it is? Isn't Friday night the worst TV night? We used to hear that all the time with sports. You'd see playoff, uh, you know, playoffs would skip Friday nights 
NFL skips Friday nights and it's not just because they defer to high schools, which we used to hear it's because yep. they know it's not the best night to keep that everyone's not home in front of their TVs, but we'll check that. I'd like to, I'd be curious to see how Bill Maher does. I know Greg Gutfeld's beaten all the, um, all the late night comedy shows, you know, he's beaten Colbert and Kimmel and all those hacks, which is good to see. He's not getting huge numbers. And I'll have my full review of the Gutfeld show. I'm going to give him like a couple let's weeks. Wait till we have him on. They keep kind of do- dicking oh, me really? around a little bit, but let's wait to bash it until we have him on. Let's be nice and then we'll bash it. Speaking of ratings, a couple of things on this, on, on numbers. Did you see the story? I tweeted about it last week, but we didn't really get into it. The <laughs> They did a uh, survey of Major League Baseball fans, and it broke down by party. The, the <laughs> Republican... Um, numbers for Major League Baseball, the approval rating, we're calling it, of baseball among Republicans is down to 12%. That's like a, like a, that's like almost zero. <laughs> they were at 47% in mid-March before uh, Rob Manfred bowed to the mob and moved the All-Star game. 12% is the number. I'm going to give you the uh, exact, uh, a, a new poll. This one, the story was out the other day. Um, uh, I can't get the Democrat number. What else? The Democrat, the Republican number. So the favorability rating, it's called the favorability rating of sports. And they go through a few other things, but it went from uh, 47% among Republicans. It's from the morning consult, a polling firm down to 12%. They don't know the backlash. Mom, Manfred lives in a bubble. He's in New York. He's surrounded by, you know, wokesters. They don't know the backlash that's coming, that, that's unfolding before us. The, the TV ratings, that this this means they fell well below uh, NHL, NBA, and, uh, and NFL, of course. But then you have Senators Mike Lee, Josh Hawley, and... Um, and uh, Ted Cruz uh, uh, um, introducing a bill to eliminate their special antitrust exemption. I don't know how that's going to go, but this is all because they bowed to the mob and moved out of Georgia for the all-star game. And that all-star game in Denver is going to have the all-time worst all-star game ratings. There is a backlash that these people like Rob Manfred don't consider because they live and they work in Manhattan and they're surrounded again by, you know, wokesters and, and young, hip, uh, you know, uh, liberals, and they don't realize that most of the country, if they do a little little homework, real understands that uh, Georgia is not Jim Crow. There's nothing racist about it. They know the president was lying about it, and they blame baseball for being so cowardly to, to uh, pull out of uh, Georgia and uh, – the black backlash is coming, and it's it's. I think it's already begun. You're going to see some really bad numbers for baseball early in the season. Bad numbers, bad rating. Obviously, attendance is hard to gauge because I don't know if I. I mean, as much as it, you, obviously, you're going to see conservatives go the other way. But I don't. I, don't, I think baseball's got much bigger problems. And even though Georgia was a bad look, and it, it there's a lot of backlash to it, they got much bigger problems than Georgia. But I think there's always a tipping point, and I think I've talked to people like you know that I know that say, screw them. You know, they might go back to baseball, but right now they're saying, screw them. There's not a lot of ways to, you know, to fight back against the, the cancel culture, against the woke mob. One way is to say, screw baseball. Yeah. Even though, even though the Red Sox have really cool new yellow uniforms, which by the way, they're selling jerseys 
they were selling them down at Faneuil Hall. I think it was 400 bucks each for these new yellow jerseys or 300. It's a ridiculous money for the new yellow jersey. And uh, I don't see, maybe I'm missing it, a charity component. They're just making lots of money off their new yellow jerseys, which are supposedly a tribute to the, to the marathon. I never even knew. I thought the marathon changed colors every year. Did you know that it was yellow? I knew it was blue and yellow was the theme consistently, right? That's what I always thought it was. You see those jackets that they change the color every year, but whatever. It's congratulations to the Red Sox. They introduced their new yellow uniforms and they're making a killing and good for them. You know, I'm a capitalist. Way to go. Here's some other numbers I found interesting over the weekend. Hunter Biden's new book called Beautiful Things, which he has promoted to mixed results, in my opinion. Uh, uh, he, he was on a show, I was on a podcast, I think a daily beast podcast over the weekend or early late last week. And they asked, they actually asked about, you know, the deals with China and the Ukraine and he just lies and says, I don't know what you're talking about. And, uh, uh, it, uh, sold 10,638 copies in the first week. That's dreadful with the, uh, with the publicity he got and the power behind him. He's number 12 on the Publishers Weekly. He's number four on the New York Times, which is obviously not real. New York Times is trying to help old Hunter, but it ain't working. His book is already a total disaster. What did they pay him to? By comparison, I think the, uh, what's her name on Fox? Shannon Bream. She has a book out about the woman of the Bible. Does that sound like a little limited audience? Women of the Bible. She tells stories about women who are in the Bible and what they did. That sold like... 40,000 copies to 10,000 for Hunter Biden. He's getting smoked by the women of the Bible. The problem you have if you're Hunter Biden is everyone knows you're a liar. Everyone. So if you're going to get a book and it's going to be about drugs and cheating and, you know, banging your sister-in-law and all that, don't you have to be, you have to have the people have to have the sense that you're telling the truth, that you're coming clean, that you're just opening up your life for them to see and the voyeurs out there will will like to take a look, but if you're an addict and a and a just a total degenerate, you have to convince people first that you're going to be honest that this is a you know redemption story, and no one believes him. I don't even believe that he's clean when you look at him. These appearances, does he look like he's okay? <laughs> he doesn't to me, man. He looks as screwed up as ever. Don't you think it's just kind of a racket anyway? Because so he got what two million dollars? Yes, I think it's a money laundering scheme. Well, that's what I mean. So he, so his name and the timing and what went on in the election. If you're the publisher, you're saying to yourself, okay, well, worst case scenario, we can sell it to the stupid bookstores in every airport, right? So they get a wholesale price. They can make their two million dollars from his. But you know, like it won't sell. It won't sell a real copy. It's never going to sell a real copy. But the stupid airport bookshops and Barnes and Nobles is going to put it front center, just kind of his name and the timing. So they'll make. Their two million bucks back. It's like everything else involving yeah. the Bidens. It's a, it's a money ma- making scheme, and, and nobody thinks it's on the level. And there's another. There's a couple other books. There's a movie being made about Hunter called My Son Hunter that won't get any publicity, but that'll be interesting. And then there's that book by the uh, New York Post uh, editor Miranda Devine, uh, which has a great cover photo of t- uh, Hunter with the cigarette in his mouth. Um, it's called The Laptop from Hell, and it's all about the stuff on the laptop. That will be an interesting read, a much better read, I think, than Hunter. I just picture Hunter's book as being, you know you know it's a scheme. You know that he's not doing it for any you know, righteous reasons. You know he's just trying to make money, just trying to you know, uh, tell the 
<laughs> just get through it. That's all. Get through it. You know, it's full of, full of lies. I can't imagine actually plunking down 25, 30 bucks or even ordering on Amazon and thinking you're going to get any truth out of it. But the hell with Hunter, we don't need to, uh, we don't have to give him any. Maybe we can get him on the podcast. You think he'll come on? Yeah, I just want I mean, one cool. question, and, and maybe to hang up. Tell me who is the big guy. Well, I don't know what his answer to that would be. Ten percent for the big guy. Who's the big guy? Everyone knows it's your father, but he'll say, "I don't know what you're talking about. That wasn't my last. It was Russian disinformation." As far as I know, no one's even asking about Bobulinski either. Bobulinski, a respected Navy veteran, who laid out the whole scheme and how Joe was involved in everything, and. They don't even ask. Don't even ask. It must, it's great to be. It's great to be a Biden. And I'll give you another example. Over the weekend, great to be a Biden. And I know some people are sick of this game. I don't care. We're going to play it for the rest of time. What? Just imagine this. Use your imagination. Work with me here. This is our last president. This is Donald J. Trump. Hideki Matsuyama wins the Masters. Great, great event. It was great triumph. He's the first. Japanese-born uh, player ever to win the Masters, ever to win a major. It was amazing. Great theater. And Biden congratulated him. And uh, I don't know if you have this uh, sound, but he called him a Japanese boy. And Yossi, I know how proud you are of the people of Japan are. And uh, you've got a Japanese boy coming over here. And guess what? He won the Masters. Oh, God. Is it uncomfortable just to <laughs> So he's telling the Japanese, whatever, the Japanese guy, that a Japanese guy won the Masters. I'm pretty sure the guy knew already, but a Japanese boy? <laughs> Japanese boy won the Masters? I guess that was off script. Obviously, no one would have written that down. But <laughs> Trump said that we'd be... we'd. Uh, We'd all be talking about. He's it. got the same. He's got the same problem we used to say about Trump: is don't go off script. That's it. <laughs> you know, they just both you go off the rails. He just gets made fun of way more, and whereas Trump just makes people angry. And it's just so uncomfortable. And 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 by the way, he went to play golf. I thought prisons, right. you know, were lazy and derelict if they played golf. He played golf over the weekend. No video, no word, no nothing, no no report from the golf course. No one sneaking through the bushes to catch him. Uh, you know cheating at golf, which they did every time and still do. Donald Trump the other day played golf, and I first time I've ever seen this, with his son, with Barron, that six-foot-seven giant. And, you know, they look fun, father and son outing. Not as fun as Stuart Sink and his son, but and, I, and I'm, I'm watching this. I'm saying, you're taking pictures of this, whatever, a 16-year-old kid with his father who's not president anymore, who's not even allowed to speak because he's been banned from every social media. Can he just tee it up with his son in in peace? There were pictures of those two from a distance with the lawn, but nothing from uh, Joe Biden. In fact, I'm not even sure who Joe played with. Did he play yeah, with Hunter? I yeah, I don't know. How do you know much Hunter cheats think he played with, Oh, Jesus. I think he played with the chief of staff or something. I think I read it. Yeah. yeah. And it's almost crazy. like it's almost like not even real. Like I've saw people accusing him of this, of saying it's just an image thing. Like he's not really. He just wants everyone to think he's virile and young. Yeah, he's and, an exercise. He's playing golf. Exercise. Yeah, go I, play never golf. Wanna, I never want to be behind him playing golf. I never knew he was even a golfer. I mean, you you don't have to be a golfer. You know, you can do something else, Joe. You can walk your pretend dog <laughs> when it's not when it's not attacking. Uh, Secret Service agents, but uh, I want there's one other thing I want to get to. It didn't, I don't know how this is going to go, but 
I found this incredible over the weekend. It was in the New York Times, tweeted out by the New York Times. And, and by the way, I'm going to take a bow. I'm going to take a bow because when the New York Times reported almost a year ago, last June, June, July, about the bounties on American soldiers that the, the Russians were paying, I don't know if you recall, but on this show, I said, don't believe it because it was in the New York Times and it was really sketchy to begin with. It was from report uh, sources were uh, reported as like detainees that there was no Russian source. It was detainees in, in, in Afghanistan. And from them, they decided that Russians were paying bounties on American soldiers. Sounded like a typical New York Times lie, kind of like, you know, the fire extinguisher you know, murder of Brian Sicknick, someone at the New York Times made it up. The best part of those stories is though the other media outlets, in this case, the Wall Street Journal and Washington Post, through their own sources, <laughs> confirmed the report, a report that was made up. So though there were, there's bad is worse than New York Times because New York Times makes up a story about bounties to, to hurt Trump. And by the way, to stop Trump from withdrawing from Afghanistan before the election. Again, it worked. I mean, they're, they're diabolical, but what they do work, they got their guy elected, they stopped Trump, they made this whole thing up. Trump said it was fake news, and he got killed for it. There's a few montages out there of all the people in the media, left-wing, you know, reporting it as uh, one of the great scandals of all time and, and dereliction of duty, impeachable. It was made up. New York Times made it up. Washington Post and Wall Street Journal echoed it. I said at the time, I don't believe it, and I you know, took a lot of crap from people on Twitter and uh, I was right. I was right. Anyone who doubted it, they were right. If you doubt, I mean, if you believe the New York times, that's your fault. That's your problem. So the New York times has a story and you know, I'm not accusing them of making it up of a Boston cop, a Milton, Massachusetts cop who um, was, is being charged. And I could not believe it. I had to read this a couple times because I didn't even understand the crime essentially being a, charged with berating her son's friend. She, her son has a sleepover with a couple of friends, and one of the friends is a big Black Lives Matter supporter. That friend sleeps over, and the mother, the cop, finds out that the kid has been talking, you know, buying all the lies about uh, Black Lives Matter and not really understanding the truth about Black Lives Matter. So she starts berating the kid. Now it's complicated because the husband gets involved and she's allegedly, you know, takes a swing at her husband. So there's a charge here about on um, domestic violence. I'm going to get the exact charge, but another charge is um, uh, what she did to the kid, which I don't really understand the crime, but you know, in this day and age, apparently it's a crime to, uh, argue with a kid about or try to set the kid straight about uh, about black lives matter and that's what i you know i was tweeting about it because it seems like you would never obviously see that happen going the other way around but to cute to charge someone with a crime because they were um i don't know arguing i'd be in jail for the rest of my life arguing you know on a uh, whatever on a weekend hanging out arguing about black lives matter this cop is going to face charges now she could lose her badge she could lose her pension she could go to jail and i understand the domestic violence charge is serious you don't often see it but they're charging the woman um 
with domestic violence for taking a swing at her husband or whatever, somehow assaulting her husband, which is fine. Um, but the, to charge the, um, the woman for arguing with a kid, I mean, maybe it's inappropriate. Maybe she shouldn't have done that. Um, but is that really a crime in this day and age? Is that really a crime? Uh, white, the New York headline, the New York Times, of course, is white police officer to face charge. She intimidated her son's friend, intimidated her son's friend. Well, I guess it's illegal to intimidate your son's friend. Lock her uh, up. Lock her up. See you later. You know, lock her up. Man, that seems a little frightening, but uh, uh, whatever. We'll see. It'll, it'll, you know, the, which side do you think the media will take? You think they'll take the side and say, a woman, see, I, I don't blame any cop because part of Black Lives Matter agenda, top of the list is defund the police, eliminate the police. Number two on the list is buy lots of mansions in white neighborhoods. You know, number three is disrupt the nuclear family. So if the kid doesn't understand that, she's trying to straighten them out. Good. But apparently that's a crime. In this day and age, you can't do that. You cannot speak ill of Black Lives Matter. So we'll see how that goes from this uh Milton police officer. Um, 14 year old's a little baby. You got to teach your kid to be a little tougher than that, right? I'm going to teach my kid to be tougher than that. He can so deal the, with it. Yeah, the, the kid, and he was supposed to be asleep, called his mother, right? The mother yeah. said, you know, that my friend's mother's yelling at me about <laughs> black lives. And again, maybe it's inappropriate. Maybe the woman, the cop had a couple of cocktails on a Saturday night and just said, I'm going to go set. To, and she saw the kid's posts. This is, this is in, uh, this is in my territory. This is Westwood. This is uh Wolverine territory. We gotta, we gotta uh, get a little tougher in Westwood back in the I day. I was going to say, I mean, you're getting berated by your son, your friend's mother and you call your own mother and then you call the cops. <laughs> Whatever. We'll follow that story. It sounds kind of crazy and it sounds uh, like, uh, it's not going to go well for the cops. You can't be uh, taking uh, Black Lives Matter name in vain. No, no, no. Can't do that. Can't be telling the truth about Black Lives Matter. But all right, it is uh, Monday, Patriots Day in, uh, I think, only two states. Patriots Day, Massachusetts, and Maine. Um, but uh, it's uh, Derek Chauvin um, closing argument day. Then it goes to the jury. The jury, I assume, will not bang this sucker out in one day. They get to go home. You know, watch the news, even though they're not allowed to watch the news or follow the news. They do it. Everyone does it. They get to go home through the fence, the razor wire, the concrete barriers, the 3,000 National Guard troops, the Al Sharpton mob over here, the Maxine Waters mob over here. They get to go home and deliberate. Or do they stay there? They're getting sequestered. No, they're not. They're going home, right? I believe so. They're going oh, my God. That is hard to believe. These people have to go through that, see that, and then make an impartial honest, fair judgment, but uh, we'll see. We'll keep uh, track of that. I hope for the people of uh, Minnesota, it doesn't, uh, I don't know what, I don't know what I hope for. I mean, if he can, I, I hope one, I hope one, our man on the street knows that we need him this week. And two, I hope nothing happens to him because we need him this week. So I'm sure you reach I mean, out. if he's smart, he's going to, um, you know, get out of there, right? Everyone's going to get out of there. No one's going to hang around. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. They're going to uh, set fires and, you know, destroy businesses and loot and pillage and probably, you know, hopefully no one gets shot, but uh, you never know. It's going to get ugly. And uh, and then when that ends, they go back to Dante, Dante Wright and uh, the, that whole neighborhood, that whole area is it's never going to end for them. But uh, 
We will stay on top of that. That is it for day one on uh, our soft launch on YouTube. How did it go, Colin? Uh, flawlessly. It was flawless. Thank you to everyone. All the comments on Facebook and YouTube. We appreciate you. If you're listening in podcast form and you probably just got done leaving us a review because you're a smart person, go to CallahanPodcast.com to subscribe on YouTube so you can watch. So everybody's doing it, Jerry. That's what go you got to Callahan, no V, just CallahanPodcast.com. CallahanPodcast.com. bang on that subscription uh, Yes. Yes. Click subscribe. You'll get alerts when we go live. And uh, and that's that. Yeah, that's it. Get alerts when we go live. We'll be doing this every day. Yes. And, uh, and uh, do we get credit for them if they watch it on YouTube? Uh, yeah, we get credit for them. We'll, kind of, we'll make sure we do. Yes. Good. That means I have to like bathe now. I mean, uh, yeah. So yeah nice to not maybe be... dress a little classier every now and then. What you see. Oh, we got the Shea hat on. I was going to say, make sure you got the Shea hat on. That's a no brainer. Uh, even though the actually you got a nice Boston Police one too that looks good. So it's true. I got that right there. I'll uh, put that on when the you know rioting starts. I should put it on in honor of this crazy Milton cop. Although we need more facts, more details to find out what exactly she did. But I didn't know you were got a crime for trying to teach talk some sense into some of those uh, kids these days. Uh, but anyway, all right. Thank you to everybody who watched on YouTube. Thanks to everybody who commented. Look at all those comments. Do I have to read those all? No, I'm trying to keep, I'm keeping track of them. They're all just, you know, saying thanks, Dave, for bringing it up. It was all thank you, Dave. Thank today. you, Dave. Yeah, I don't thank blame you. Dave. I'm going to, um, yeah, I'm going to do that. We're going to have a segment. Uh, we'll, we'll carve out a segment to read the YouTube comments. How about that? There you go. And I think we got a Bobby Burke outkick coming on tomorrow morning. A little tease for you for tomorrow morning. So I think Bobby, we- he's been writing some good stuff. Bobby yeah. Burke, if you don't follow him, you should. He's been covering the media at the the eight from a non woke perspective covers the media. He's also the one setting the odds for the 7 PM show. Maybe I'm the only one who cares about this on Fox. He rates the performances of all the people trying out for that 7 PM slot. And, uh, he, uh, he likes Trey, Trey Gowdy's chances. I yeah. like, uh, Maria. Yeah. Maria's, I, I don't know. She just kind of seems like she can go off the rails a little bit. So I'd rather TV like that, you know, and I love Katie Pavlich. Katie Pavlich yeah. is all, that'd be okay with me too. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. But, uh, all right. Thanks to, uh, shake concrete and DCU and I like paving it. Thanks to, and, 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 and Pluto TV. Thanks to everybody for, uh, watching and listening, rating and reviewing. We, we really appreciate it. And thanks to you, Colin, for, getting this thing going let's try not to screw it up all right we will not screw it up we'll be back tomorrow callahanpodcast.com to subscribe excellent you got it don't please subscribe callahan podcast this is the jerry callahan podcast i'm jerry callahan and we will do it again tomorrow why am i stopping no one else stops i don't i can i go home the jerry callahan podcast Seven years ago, college wrestler Damian Hurd disappeared from a party in Gunnison, Colorado. Everyone has been drinking or whatever the usual party scene. When, how, and why he left are questions I need your help to understand. Nobody's heard from him. No, it's just like he disappeared. From Cold Case Productions and Podcast One, Final Days on Earth, The Life and Death of Damian Hurd. I'm your host, Claire Sanima. Join me April 20th for the season premiere. Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. Angie still has the same top pros and reviews you've counted on for more than 20 years. Only now, you'll also get access to all the tools you need to make your home a happy place. Inside, outside, big or small, Angie helps you find the right solution for whatever you need done. 
all from your phone. It's simple to find upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. You can even search pricing guides to see what others paid for similar jobs and easily compare quotes from top local pros to make sure you're getting a fair price. From lawn care to repairing the AC to the project of your dreams, Angie has your home projects handled from start to finish. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, they'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with their happiness guarantee. Make your home an Angie home. Check out Angie.com today. And for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee dot htm. Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey. There's a kinship between hoopers and rappers. From 30 for 30 podcast and the undefeated, this is the King of Crenshaw. Hustle and motivate. I mean, if that ain't like the ethos of being an elite athlete, I don't know what is. Nip was my superhero. For us, it was all about how we could better our city. Life is really a marathon. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts.